Hi, you're about to get smarter in just a few minutes with Curiosity Daily from Curiosity.com. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you learn about what it means when you hear that a COVID vaccine is 95% effective with award-winning journalist Tim Harford. You'll also learn about the island that's home to the last uncontacted people on Earth and how scientists discovered a solar system with its own version of the theoretical Planet Nine. Let's satisfy some curiosity. Yesterday, Tim Harford showed us how to better make sense of the numbers we see in the news and on social media. And maybe the most commonly heard number right now is 95, as in a 95% effective COVID vaccine. That's a statement a lot of people get wrong. So I asked Tim how we can figure out what it really means. Tim Harford is an award-winning journalist, economist, and broadcaster, and author of the new book, The Data Detective, 10 Easy Rules to Make Sense of Statistics. Here's a clip from our conversation. Can we do a little exercise with a piece of statistics? I mean, I know one that's going around a lot is that the vaccines are 95% effective. So that suggests that they have a 5% failure rate, right? So if I saw that, how would I investigate that? That's, I mean, it's a great example. The first thing to say is, well, what, what do they mean by effective? So often we fool ourselves by not, not asking what the actual definition is. So are we talking about preventing any trace of the disease? Are we talking about preventing symptoms or preventing hospitalization or preventing death? So it turns out that in most of these studies, what they're talking about is preventing symptoms. They're 100% effective so far at preventing death. The, at least the latest statistics I've seen, certainly in the trials, no one's died having been vaccinated. But a few people have got sick. So that gives you one thing. Then the second thing is to say, well, what do they mean by 95%? And the, the way to understand this, and there are good explanations of this out there, is if you imagine... 100 people on the placebo arm of the trial got sick. Only five people in the treatment arm, the people who actually got the vaccine, got sick. So 100 people who just got a salt water injection got sick and five people who got the vaccine got sick. So that, that gives you that sense of what 95% effective means. It doesn't mean that if you're vaccinated, you've got a 5% chance of getting sick. What it means is, if you get vaccinated and you would have got sick if you weren't vaccinated, you've got a 5% chance that the vaccine doesn't help you. So there's so much, there's all these different things going on here, the definition, what the percentage applies to. But and the bottom line is those vaccines turn out to be really, really effective. So we're lucky because not all vaccines are that good. Just to be totally clear, a vaccine with 95% effectiveness doesn't mean you have a 5% chance of catching the virus if you get the vaccine, and it doesn't mean you have a 5% chance of having symptoms. It means that if you get the vaccine and you're exposed to the virus in a way that would have ordinarily made you experience symptoms, you then have a 5% chance of having symptoms instead of a 100% chance of having symptoms. I'll put it another way. You have a certain chance of being exposed to the virus and a certain smaller chance of that virus infecting you in a way that causes symptoms. The vaccine reduces that second chance by 95%. But it's even better than that because, like Tim said, this chance is only about symptoms. The vaccine is 100% effective at preventing death. And there's good evidence that even if you do have symptoms, they'll be milder than they would be ordinarily. 
Again, Tim Harford is an award-winning journalist, economist, and broadcaster, and author of the new book, The Data Detective, 10 Easy Rules to Make Sense of Statistics. You can find a link to pick it up in the show notes. In our well-connected 21st century world, it might be surprising that any society could remain isolated from other civilizations. And yet, that's exactly the case for the people who live on North Sentinel Island in the Bay of Bengal. They're known as the world's last uncontacted people. Yes, today in 2021, uncontacted. Although that's not because nobody has tried, but few who have visited the island have survived to tell the tale. And that's because the people of North Sentinel Island have kept intruders out for about 60,000 years. And that's despite the fact that they were known since the days of Marco Polo. And they've been visited multiple times, on purpose and by accident, over the years. One of the first deliberate encounters with the Sentinelese came in 1880. And it might explain why they've been so hostile to outsiders ever since. An expedition led by anthropologist M.V. Portman ended when the European researchers kidnapped an elderly couple and four children in order to study them. To make things worse, many of those victims died shortly after from disease. But even before this happened, the Sentinelese were hostile to outsiders. Thirteen years previously, an Indian merchant ship was wrecked on the surrounding reefs and attacked from the jungle. Something similar happened in 1981 when another merchant vessel was grounded on the reef, which left the crew to keep the Sentinelese at bay with improvised weapons. They were rescued after about a week via helicopter. The only successful contact came in 1991 when anthropologist T.N. Pandit finally interacted with them after two decades of distant observation. But the Sentinelese still don't want you there. In 2006, two poachers were killed when they broke the island's quarantine and ran afoul of its residents. And in 2018, a Christian missionary was killed when he attempted to visit the island. Today, the Indian government recognizes the island as a sovereign entity, and it makes efforts to ensure that its people are undisturbed. All we know about the Sentinelese is that their population numbers somewhere between 50 and 400. They live a hunter-gatherer lifestyle, and they've lived on the island since before the invention of agriculture. A lot of what we know about life on North Sentinel Island can be inferred from the peoples of the surrounding islands. After all, North Sentinel Island isn't that isolated. It's only 20-odd miles from the other Andaman Islands, which are now bustling with their own cities and roads. The way Aboriginal societies once thrived on the other islands can offer clues as to the current lifestyle on North Sentinel Island. For now, though, that's how it'll stay. The Sentinelese want it that way. And you thought you felt isolated during the pandemic. There are a few objects way out in the solar system that move in mysterious ways. That's led astronomers to suggest that maybe there's a ninth planet way out there beyond Neptune that we've never seen. This so-called Planet Nine is purely theoretical at this point, but some scientists are pondering what the planet would be like if it did exist. Now, a team of astronomers have come across a strange exoplanet that may teach us a thing or two about that theoretical planet closer to home. The exoplanet in question is gigantic. Its name is HD106906b, and it was first spotted in 2013. 
The planet weighs in at 13 times the mass of Jupiter, and it lives in a solar system that's pretty different from ours. It orbits two stars that orbit each other. This is called a binary star system, and it's actually pretty common. Astronomers think that about a third of all star systems in the Milky Way are binary. Another important detail is that this exoplanet moves in an orbit that's very far out from its stars. The exoplanet is about 730 times farther from its stars than Earth is from the Sun. That means its stars exert a weak gravitational pull that makes the exoplanet putter along its orbit at a, let's say, comfortable pace. One year on the exoplanet lasts about 15,000 Earth years. All this might seem like basic info, but it was actually pretty tricky to figure out. Astronomers had to spend 14 years using the Hubble Space Telescope to get the data necessary to infer basic facts about the exoplanet's slow journey along its massive orbit. Here's what the researchers think led to the exoplanet's strange location. It probably started out a lot closer to its star. The gravity from a huge disk of gas close to its stars made the planet's orbit decay and brought it closer and closer toward the stars. The gravitational maelstrom from those two stars orbiting each other ended up knocking the exoplanet into an off-kilter orbit that shot it outward, away from home. The astronomers think a completely different star that was just passing by stabilized the exoplanet's orbit and kept it from leaving its solar system entirely. If there is a ninth planet orbiting far beyond Neptune, then there's a good chance that its origin story is very similar to this exoplanet's. They haven't found Planet Nine, but they might have found its doppelganger. Let's do a quick recap of what we learned today, starting with the fact that if a vaccine is 95% effective, then if you normally would have had a certain chance of getting symptoms when you catch COVID-19, you now only have a 5% chance of that chance of having symptoms. A little bit confusing, but that's what it means. And maybe more importantly, so far, the vaccines have proven 100% effective at preventing death, which is kind of a pretty important part of what we're trying to stop here. And we learned that North Sentinel Island is home to the last uncontacted people on Earth. It's in the Bay of Bengal, and their population is probably somewhere between 50 to 400 people. Pretty wide range, because we don't know a lot about them. And speaking of being isolated, the day we're releasing this episode is the one-year anniversary of the last time I saw Ashley in person. That's incredible. We've been doing the podcast for a full year and not been in the same room at any point. I have been a total homebody. I have not even... I've seen friends twice all year. Gosh, that's sad. That's so sad. It's been a year. <laughs> I don't want to think about it. I am definitely getting pandemic fatigue. I will admit it. I'm still staying safe. And it's really important for all of us to continue to be vigilant. But man, it is hard sometimes. Yeah, it's super hard. We're in the home stretch, though. And regarding our podcast itself, boy, there have been some challenges doing this whole thing remotely. Like a couple of weeks ago, you may have heard a slight change in quality over the course of a few episodes. And that's because I noticed a very minor thing. And I ended up having to literally disassemble my entire podcast studio, retune all the equipment, kind of redo everything. I re-recorded some episodes like it was a lot. And I hope that it sounds good now. I'd certainly think it does. But uh, there's a lot going on behind the scenes. But maybe someday we'll be able to be in the same room. 
Well, yeah. And, you know, and we've got cats meowing and every interview has to be virtual. And sometimes the virtual interview doesn't record. It's uh, yeah, it's been challenging, but I feel like we're we're pros now. There's always more to learn, though. There is. And speaking of other stuff to learn, astronomers just learned about an exoplanet that may give them clues to a theoretical planet nine way past Neptune in our own solar system. They found this exoplanet in a binary star system, and the gravity from that planet's two stars may have knocked it into a weird orbit that shot it far away from home. And then a different star that was passing by could have stabilized it and kept it from leaving that solar system. Or maybe Planet Nine just decided to isolate when it heard about the COVID-19 pandemic. I'm, uh, I'm pretty sure it, if it does exist, it was already very far away before that happened. Mm. Maybe it decided to isolate when it heard that humans evolved and it was like, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I keep those folks over there. I've got my <laughs> own problems. Today's stories were written by Ashley Hamer, Ruben Westmus, and Grant Curran, and edited by Ashley Hamer, who's the managing editor for Curiosity Daily. Script writing was by Cody Goff and Sonia Hodgen. Today's episode was produced and edited by Cody Goff. Join us again tomorrow to learn something new with 95% effectiveness in just a few minutes. And until then, stay curious. Stay curious.